And welcome back once again to the Creo Collective Podcast. We have been on a journey together, understanding how we hear from God, how God calls us, the fact that we can do it if and when we are willing. And next thing we're going to dive into is a conversation around being an everyday missionary. I don't know if you've caught on to the little tagline we have at the end of this or that I brought to it or was encouraged to, I don't know. But the idea of see on the outside, right? There is a genuine call to what we are talking about. There's a genuine urging. There's a a push, shove, if you would, to take this and bring it outside to your everyday. And so Mike and Steven, if you just want to jump in, I think part of what we want to do here is sort of talk and tell some stories about what it is to be an everyday missionary. Who can be an everyday missionary? How do we do it? Are, are we raising the bar or lowering the bar by saying everyday missionary? Mm-hmm. Help me out. Uh, I think we're raising the bar and we're lowering the bar. We're lowering, we're you lowering the bar. have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> I can and I will. <laughs> we, we raise the bar in calling every person to not just be a spectator, but to do something with their faith and live it out. Um, so we raise the bar in that respect, but we lower the bar in the way that we, that's not my stomach, that's the coffee in the other room. <laughs> the microphone's good. The microphone picks up everything. Now we, uh, we raise the bar in calling every person to live this thing out. Um, but we also lower the bar in that we're saying you don't have to get um, some sort of degree or have years upon years of experience before you can go out and love people um, or just care for the people that you're naturally around every day. So, yeah, we're raising the bar and saying, let's not just talk about it. Let's live it. You know, it's better than talking about community, community. Hey. Right? Prove, better it. Than Prove it. Talking about loving people is actually loving people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we get to do that. We're free to do that. We're called to do that. And it is richer so, and better. So how do, how do we do it? Like, I hear that. I do. But, like, what does it look like? So, Stephen, right, in your context, as you interact with people from cast member church and you call them, right, mm-hmm. you have your three C's, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> how, do you, how do you challenge them to this way of life as a cast member? Right. Because people are annoying, mm-hmm. and they have to deal with probably the most annoying people of all time. <laughs> so, so what does it look like to live like an everyday missionary in that context? I think for them, it's recognizing that they are in a place that our church could never be unless they were there. They are a representative, not only of Casimir Church, but they're a representative of Christ. And so they are able to engage with people that I will never be able to engage with, or or these are people that probably would never set foot into a church building ever. And so they have an opportunity to be Jesus in that environment. There's a very, very good chance that they're probably in, in their work area. Let's just say there's 20 cast members that work in their area, that they're probably the only Christian. They're the only one. And so when they recognize that they're called to be salt 
to be light, to be love, truth, mercy, grace, all, all that Jesus is. Um, there's, a, there's a responsibility and a privilege that, that comes out of that. And so it's, um, uh, it's really just the first step is becoming aware mm. that you are actually positioned for influence. You are, you, and, and recognize, then recognizing that you have the capacity to be able to be an influence for his kingdom. We call it kingdom influence. So it's the, the real desire for our cast members is um, we certainly want them to share the gospel and, and make disciples, but really it starts with kingdom influence. And that is giving people a reason to want to know about your life. And so to live in such a way that they're ready to give an answer for why they believe what they believe. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I, you know, I love stories. I have lots and lots of stories, as you know. Um, Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. I don't even know how to respond to that. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll start with one and then we'll just see if I can keep my mouth shut. Um, but one of the stories that, that I love is a guy who was a part of our microchurch. Um, we had been talking over breakfast repeatedly about just loving people where we're at and seeing the opportunities that, that are in front of us every day to engage people and create community and make friends and care about them. And he um, was getting solar put on his roof. And he started talking to the guy that was putting solar on his roof. And they said, we should get a beer sometime. Got together, got a beer together, um, connected, had a great time, became friends. And he invited this guy, his solar guy, over to one of our parties that our microchurch had at my house. And this guy and his fiance had a great time at our house, at, at our party. And ended up connecting with our larger community, became friends with us. They, he ended up, he and his, you know, then fiance, now wife, ended up coming to faith in Jesus. And uh, got really excited about um, the, the mission that we're on and the stuff that we're doing. And um, anyway, when they were getting married, they asked if I would do the wedding. And um, when I went down to their wedding... We were um, at the reception, and one of the guys in his wedding party is just a fun, funny guy. Um, my wife and I connected with him right away, sort of a life of the party kind of guy. And uh, we were talking back and forth about different stuff, and we got into some spiritual conversation. And the guy was saying these crazy sort of off-the-walls things about... Um, uh, kind of a mix of Christianity and New Age and Buddhism kind of philosophy, all kinds of crazy stuff all over the place. And, uh, you know, like a big smorgasbord. And then I would tell him a story about Jesus. And he's like, yeah, man, that's it. Oh, gosh, that's awesome, right? And then he'd start into some of his philosophy again, which was all over the place. And then I'd tell him another story about Jesus. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, that's it. That's it. And then he'd go off into, into his weird ideas again. 
My wife standing next to me, total prophet, wants to just call him out <laughs> and argue with him that, nah, what, what you're saying is not it. But she sort of just defers to me. I'm more the evangelist type. And I, I just kept taking the stories back to Jesus. And this guy's like inviting other people at the reception. Hey, get over here. Dave, Krista, get over here. He's inviting these people over. All of a sudden, there's this circle of like, 20 of us talking about Jesus (laughs) and he's recruiting all these people and just couldn't get enough of it. He just couldn't get enough of it. And we became friends right away. Well, fast forward, this guy, um, we're, we're sitting at a a pub, the the solar guy, um, who had come to faith, this guy who was on a wedding party. And as we're sitting there, the solar guy looks at me and he's like, dude, tell him the grace thing. Like it was a sales pitch or something. (laughs) So we end up just naturally eating and drinking and talking about Jesus and grace around the table. This guy's like, man, my friends would eat this up. I mean, they would love this conversation. And he said, what what if I brought a bunch of my friends out to the pub and we could sit here and talk about this together? I'm like, man, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. Fast forward even further, uh, this guy ends up coming to faith in Jesus, and he and his buddy, the solar guy, start uh, what they called a beer church, (laughs) where they're connecting with all these people at a pub who don't share their faith. And they um, uh, started strategizing, starting a community garden, and creating spaces and pubs for their friends to be curious about Jesus and getting more in-depth about their their gifts and the stories of Jesus, kind of circling up together to, you know, really challenge each other on a faith level. But they got all these um, kind of beautiful environments that they're creating. But it just came out of their experience of somebody said, hey, let's grab a drink together to their solar guy. And the solar guy um, invites his buddy who was at the reception you know, hey, why don't we go out to the pub one night and connect? Just natural. These are people I'm around. He's putting in my solar. This is my friend. Um, let's create environment for table to dialogue. And now it's it's an environment that's connecting with and reaching a whole group of people. But that's just everyday life. It's not anything weird or contrived. It's just everyday life. It's intentional. I mean, there's definitely an element. It's it's as you're doing life. I mean, it's, remember, the Great Commission is not necessarily talking about going to uh, everyone has to go to another country. It's the as you are going, as you do life. It's as as you live normally, uh, preach the gospel. What does that look like? Well, it's 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 it looks different as we've talked about on each different on each person. But there's this intentionality that says. Um, this conversation, well, and we've talked about this in a previous previous podcast. How can I bring this person one step closer to Jesus? Mm-hmm. And and you know what? That takes an incredible amount of pressure off of your shoulders when all you have to do is be who you are and to really talk about what Jesus has done mm-hmm. in your life. I mean, your story is your best. You know, your story of what Jesus has done in your life. Is, is the best way to communicate to the people. But it, it doesn't have to be forced. It can be lived and shared as you open up. We always say that, you know, if a person opens the cracks the door open just a little bit, uh, that they're open just a little bit to what you might have to say, take that little bit of space. 
Don't kick the door down, but just take what they give you and you plant into that and you cultivate that relationship. That's living every day as a missionary. We had another couple. I, um, I, I think it's funny how if I run into people at the grocery store and they haven't seen me in a little while, they start feeling the need to explain where they've been. <laughs> it's so weird. Like I'm keeping track. Um, but the, this guy who's part of our communities um, saw him at the grocery store and he said, man, um, sorry, we haven't been around lately. And I said, that's cool, man. What's up? And he said that he and his wife had been connecting with their neighbors. And the only time that their neighbors were free to get together and hang out was over brunch on Sunday mornings. And so they hadn't been in our Sunday gathering because they were connecting over brunch on Sunday mornings with their neighbors. <laughs> well, they're, they're, um, they're, one of their neighbors uh, had kind of dabbled in some Buddhism and wasn't quite sure what he believed, where he was at. Um, but they really felt called to create some space over brunch to connect with them a little bit more. Well, over time, this guy ends up coming to faith in Jesus and saying, I believe this. And now he is forming a brunch church because that's how and where he came to faith. He's opening up his table for brunch and bringing some other people around and saying, okay, how can we actually live this message out and bring some other people around the table? The same way that I found faith was around a table mm. over brunch. My friends would totally be into this sort of an environment so what does it look like for us to do this and replicate what we experience? I think it's really funny that, you know, the, the, a temptation of many, maybe a natural temptation of many pastors would be like, well, you really, you really need to be in church with us. No, we celebrate the fact that this is, here's somebody who's actually living out what we're trying to convey. It's like, go out and be the church. I think I told him, don't come back. <laughs> Was it before or after? And, 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 and not because I was upset, but because I was excited. That's I'm it. like, don't come back because we'll give you the tools you need to, mm. to be the church there. And uh, mm. long story short, they, they start this brunch church kind of deal. But they're getting together other days, whether it's Saturday and um, they've even done stuff outside of brunch, stuff in the evening and whatever, become a real community. It's been beautiful. But now um, this guy, this neighbor, is a part of the band occasionally on Sundays, too. It's kind of, kind of a crazy full circle deal. So I, I think these stories are awesome. However, I think lots of times we get into the habit of only talking about uh, successes, it seems. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, look at what happened and brunch church was started. Or... I mean, we can give you examples over in all these different forms that the church has taken. But I think one of the things <clears throat> I want to encourage us to begin to think about, like, and these are uh, amazing stories, right? And the idea is anyone can do it. Anyone. Anyone, right? But it's it's hearing that and I understanding that in this idea of being an everyday missionary, it is also going to be met with great failure. Right. And so it's it's being an everyday missionary and not expecting anything in return. Mm -hmm. And that's for myself, that's been a really hard like this this struggle, it seems, but learning to live that way. Mm -hmm. So I, I can talk, you know, there's some some individuals in my life where I've just invested 
couple of years, like spending time with talking about the ways of Jesus and trying to care for and love intentionally have brought others into the fold to sort of to have different gifting than myself to interact and engage, you know, fast forward three years and in being an everyday missionary, I've never once converted, right? This individual or these people to who Jesus is, but it doesn't change the call that Jesus has placed. Right. And so I want to encourage you to not get discouraged when you turn around and you're not seeing what the metric would probably be for most people in the church. Well, have they, have they accepted faith in Jesus? Mm, then move on. Or have they accepted Jesus, faith in Jesus? Nope. Well, you're not doing it right. And being an everyday missionary is simply a call to every day live out who Jesus is calling you to be, proclaim the good news of who Jesus is, and empower people to see the freedom that he releases them to. And so it's this idea of everyday missionary, it's, it's both-sided because we can tell these great stories, but we can also probably tell a lot of stories. And I think a lot of listeners sit there and they go, yeah, I've done that. And, and I don't see success. I've done it. I don't, I don't have that story that Mike just shared and it's frustrating. We like the win. We just, yes. as human beings, we want to get the win. It's, and, and because that's what the church celebrates is the, the win, you know, the, 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 the conversions, the baptisms and, and things like that. The thing is, is I think in this day and age, we, we just need to be faithful to what Jesus calls us to do. And that win may come, but we may not be the person that leads them to that point where they come to Christ. But without what we had Paul done, planted, Apollos yeah, water, exactly. Right? I think we need to be able to put our heads down at night and be able to say, was I faithful to doing what God asked me to do today? And did I bring people one step closer to Jesus? And if we can say that, sleep well, my friend, because that's because that is not going to return in vain. You've been faithful and we can trust that the Holy Spirit is doing a work in that person as time moves on. I met a guy behind a, a tattoo parlor in an alley. What are you doing behind a tattoo parlor? <laughs> Mike, some of the places that you are are insane. <laughs> and this guy, I was under the porch Most in a tunnel. Most start out this, well. <laughs> hey, this this guy and I got into this um, conversation that turned spiritual, and the guy said. Um, I connected with some Christians once, and they treated me like family. Got really tight with them. Um, they told me I was part of the family. But then after a period of time, I didn't convert, and they all sort of cut me out. Oh. And he was completely disinterested in anything uh, that had to do with Jesus or church because of that experience. I think what you're, what we're talking about here is important that um, we, these people that are in our in our lives are not projects, they're mm-hmm. friends. Exactly. And to care about my friend means I care about, and we said this earlier, I care about my whole friend, which means mm-hmm. uh, their physical needs, emotional needs, relational needs, spiritual needs. Um, I, I care about my friend. And whether they ever believe or not, they're our friends. I, I remember there's a guy, and this fits with Everyday Missionary, um, our, our topic here. 
one of the guys that's part of our microchurch took seriously. Okay, I I feel that, and this fits with the calling piece too. I feel like God has put it on my heart to um, connect with my neighbors and be nice to my neighbors and befriend them a little bit. So he's driving driving home one day and sees this neighbor outside, and he had he had never talked to the guy, but he had seen him multiple times. This Indian guy that moved into his neighborhood. And uh, he just felt like he needed to park the car and introduce him, him himself to the guy. And so he said, hey, uh, my name's my name's Dale. I live three houses up and we've never talked. I've passed you multiple times driving home. We've waved, but, but I've never talked to you. Just wanted to introduce myself. And so the guy introduced himself back and the, the two of them talked a little bit. And that was it. Uh, a couple weeks later, he passed him again pulled over, said hi to him, remembered his name. They talked a little bit. He said, you should have dinner with me sometime. I said, yeah, sure, that'd be great. He came over the following week for dinner. The two of them had dinner together, connected, hit it off. Um, the, the guy was alone here in the country without family. Um, he started calling a guy Uncle Dale. <laughs> they got really tight. Dale make, would make him dinner and have him over, make him desserts and stuff like that. And they got to be pretty good friends. Well, Dale ended up connecting this guy with our larger community. And he was hanging out with us. And he found a sense of community and belonging with us. It was very clear that he didn't believe what we believe. Um, one day, I, I ran into this guy. His name was Barat. Ran into him at a, a local... Uh, uh, sports bar kind of place. And I saw him said, Hey, why don't you come over and sit with us? He said, sure. He came over. And, uh, one of the things he said to us are, is, are you guys, and I, I have a point to the story. He said, are you guys trying to convert me? And we said to him, uh, we, we believe what we believe is right. Otherwise we wouldn't believe it. So we would love for you to believe what we believe, but whether you believe it or not, we're still your friend. We want to hang out with you. We want to eat food with you and do fun things with you. And even if you never believe what we believe, you're our friend. But of course, we'd love for you to believe it because we think it's true. But either way, you're our friend. You're not a project to us. And we could see the weight fall off of his shoulders and that he freed up knowing that he never had to subscribe to what we were talking about. Um, but he could be real and kind of let his guard down, knowing that there was security in our friendship. Uh, a little bit later, he's asking us all these questions, saying, uh, so, so according to your, to your faith, um, you know, if, if, if people believe in Jesus, do they go to heaven or do they go to hell when they die? He said, well, they're, they're with Jesus forever. They believe in him. He said, what if they're a sinner? He said, well, if they believe in Jesus, they're with him, even if they're a sinner. He said, well, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not just. That's not right. People that sin should have to pay for that. He said, well, what we believe, Barat, is, is that Jesus actually said, I'm going to take all of your sin on myself, and I'm going to free you. And instead of you paying for your sin, I'll pay for, for your sin. And Barat looked at us in the middle of the sports bar and went, that's effing nuts. <laughs> Dale and I started cracking up laughing. He said, why are you laughing? And we said, dude, we've never heard anyone drop the F-bomb. 
<laughs> over the story of Jesus. <laughs> and then he and then he said to us, I I sort of believe what you're saying here. And became a part of our community and really beautiful kind of stuff. But it all happened because Dale was driving by the house and said, I'm just going to stop and I'm going to introduce myself to this guy. And one thing led to another. And I think, remember in the last conversation, I think we were talking about a willingness, right? It's hearing the voice, understanding the prompting, being willing, and then just walk in the path. Because you never, you're never quite certain what the outcome will be. I mean, I, I think of a friend I have where he knows, hey, I desperately want, want you to know Jesus. And he's like, I'm, I'm never going to believe. And I said, that's great. I'm never going to stop praying that you know Jesus one day. And he said, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, okay. All, all I know is that God calls me to love regardless. That there's a cost to that. And I'm not always going to, uh, I want to put in air quotes, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm literally reap the benefits mm-hmm. of seeing it happen here and now. But I know at the end of the day, it's not me that's doing the work. If I trust that Jesus Christ the king of the universe, the center of every story, is the one doing the work, I can be an everyday missionary. Mm. And, that's, and that's really the heart and passion, right? Trusting that as we live every day on mission. So, Yeah, it is beautiful because then our eyes are opened and, and we see other people who say, I'm experiencing what you're experiencing. It's beautiful but it's not like we scored a goal or something. Yeah. That's weird. Well, that wraps us up. I hope that you were challenged today to live on mission in whatever you're doing today. Simply follow Jesus. I'm Tim here with Mike and Steven and we, with the tagline, we'll see you on the outside.